One, two, Ralph is coming for you. No? Uh, well that worked in my head. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for listening into this episode. I hope you all are doing wonderful. I hope you all are thriving. And as always, I hope you all are hanging in there. On this episode, I wanted to talk about one of my all-time favorite films from a very beloved franchise, and that film is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I also wanted to give my review on the newly released fan-made sequel, Dylan's New Nightmare. The year was 2002. I was 12 and in a Borders bookstore. I was always given, I believe, around $20 every time I would go into this particular outside mall. I didn't go to Borders for the books, but when entering, I went right for the film section. Now, I'll always recall the majority of DVDs being on the more expensive side of things, but I always found decent sales. The horror selection available wasn't blockbuster level impressive, however, it was good enough. And there it was, $9.99, in a red cardboard cover, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I had seen television versions of the film here and there, but I had finally had the original R-rated cut in my hands. This was the seventh film in The Nightmare on Elm Street, or the Freddy Krueger franchise, long before 2003's Freddy vs. Jason and the 2010 remake of the original film, Nightmare on Elm Street. Wes Craven's new Nightmare, released in 1994, is a meta-slasher-horror-fantasy film that blurs the line between fiction and reality. The film begins with the cast and crew of the original Nightmare on Elm Street series as themselves, including director Wes Craven, actress Heather Langenkamp, who played Nancy, and actor Robert England, who portrayed Freddy Krueger. They are all haunted by disturbing nightmares and strange occurrences. Heather Langenkamp, now married and a mother, becomes increasingly troubled by these nightmares, and her son, Dylan, played by Miko Hughes, also begins to exhibit disturbing behavior. As the nightmares intensify, it becomes apparent that Freddy Krueger, the fictional character from the movies, is encroaching on the real world. Wes Craven reveals that he has been experiencing similar nightmares and that Freddy may be an ancient evil entity that has been unleashed due to the end of the film series. The only way to stop Freddy is to make another film, trapping him in the fictional world. Heather, Wes, and Robert England collaborate to create a new Nightmare on Elm Street film, with Heather taking on the role of Nancy once again. As they delve deeper into the production, the line between reality and fiction blurs further, and they must confront the very real threat 
of Freddy Krueger. The film climaxes with the showdown between Heather as Nancy and the entity, Freddy Krueger, in the dream world, where the fate of her son, herself, and the real world hangs in the balance. Wes Craven's New Nightmare is often deemed a good sequel to the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and for several reasons. One being that the film takes a unique meta approach by blurring the lines between fiction and reality. It features the original cast and crew playing themselves, facing a real-life threat, an evil entity inspired by the Freddy Krueger character, which adds an extra layer of complexity and intrigue. Many refer to 1996's Scream being Wes Craven's introduction to the meta theme. However, New Nightmare was in fact responsible for its ahead-of-time approach at meta-horror storytelling. Wes Craven, the director of the original Nightmare on Elm Street, returned to direct and write this film. His involvement brought a fresh perspective to the series and allowed him to explore the impact of the franchise on the real world. Another reason to note here is the new Nightmare film delves into darker and more psychological elements. Moving away from some of the comedy, campy aspects seen in the later entries of the series, it focuses on the trauma experienced by the characters, making it a more thought-provoking installment. The film reimagines Freddy Krueger as a more menacing and less comical character, bringing back some of the fear and tension that made the original film so successful. And finally, the movie reflects on the nature of horror storytelling and its effect on both creators and audiences, making it an intelligent and self-aware addition to the series. Overall, Wes Craven's New Nightmare is considered a standout sequel because it took risks, offered a fresh perspective on the franchise, and returned to the darker, more psychological roots of the original film. From a personal standpoint, I consider the first three entries in this franchise great entries, but New Nightmare will always remain supreme. If I were reviewing this film in 1994, I would have given it a solid 10 out of 10. In today's world, some of the special effects hold up, while most don't. So with that said, I'm leaving New Nightmare untouched and having it remain a 90s classic. Cut to 2023. If you've been on social media lately, you may have seen there is a fan film sequel to Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and it's titled Dylan's New Nightmare. This film caught my attention for a couple of reasons. One being the production and makeup effects look top notch. This isn't your store bought Freddy Krueger mask fan film. Another reason being Miko Hughes. This is a fan film that actually includes one of the stars from the original film in it. If you aren't familiar with Miko Hughes, you will be. He was that cute kid who played Gage Creed in Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. He was little Jeffrey in Apollo 13. He also starred in one of my childhood faves, Zeus and Roxanne and most notable as the bossy Aaron Bailey in Full House, 
who Michelle Tanner has a rocky friendship with. As I also noted, he appeared in 1994's Wes Craven's New Nightmare as Dylan. So the fact that he is in this fan film is huge. The description for the film reads, Dylan's New Nightmare acts as an unofficial sequel to Wes Craven's New Nightmare, taking place almost 30 years after the events of the first film. In our film, the young son of Heather Lingenkamp, Dylan Porter, Miko Hughes, is now a grown man trying to make his way in the world his parents raised him in, Hollywood. Little does he know that the evil entity known as Freddy Krueger, portrayed by Dave McRae this time around, is back and eager to once again break into our world through the son of his favorite victim. Featuring Friday the 13th franchise alumni Ron Sloan and Cynthia Kania, as well as the special effects makeup work of Nora Hewitt and Mikey Rutella, Dylan's new nightmare is a love letter to the Nightmare franchise and was made by fans for the fans. The film was written and directed by Cecil Lord and distributed by the Horror Show Channel and Womp Stomp Films. The unofficial sequel raised more than $80,000 via crowdfunding. The film is available on YouTube as any other fan film would because no profit can be made from fan films. So a lot of love has gone into this project. Watching the film, which is a very brief experience, I believe around 28 minutes, not counting the credits, I must say, I was highly impressed here. The film opens with Dylan, Miko Hughes, at an audition that turns into a nightmare when two of the three casting agents shoots themselves and the other slits their own throat, leaving the agent in the center to laugh hysterically, ultimately turning into the evil entity Freddy Krueger. The chase is brief, but effective in keeping you on the edge of your seat. Before I continue, I must point out that I was extremely impressed with Miko's performance in this. He was fantastic. So cut to the dream having ended and Dylan waking up distraught. He takes off his shirt to get ready for the day, only to reveal his shirt is ripped from the back with claw marks. This also reveals his extremely shredded body. This guy does not skip a gym session. Personal points added for that. Cut to Dylan discussing his dream with his therapist, Dr. Sarah Silb, portrayed by Cynthia Kania. You can see the trauma from Wes Craven's new nightmare has stuck around with him on his journey through life. Having lost his father when he was a child to Freddy and losing his mother to a psychiatric ward, the relationship with Dylan and Heather Lingenkamp, his mother, is a bit hazy here, leaving the audience with questions about their relationship. Cut to Dylan sleeping again, we see the entity emerge from his bed. Cut to Dr. Sarah in her home, it is made clear that Freddy is free in our world and has made his way to her. With one of the best effects in this short, Freddy amputates her arm with his blades and stabs her in the chest. Cutting to Dylan awake now and receiving a call from his mother at the ward, I really love the inclusion of Rex, which was the T-Rex stuffed animal from the 1994 film. The conversation between Dylan and his mother is a mystery, as the film leaves us hanging on that and cuts to the credits. Dylan's new nightmare hints at the possibility of more to come, 
which is typical for these types of films, of course. However, the abrupt ending lacked a satisfying resolution. The wins for this fan film include the acting, the practical effects, Dave McRae's portrayal of Freddy, aka the entity, felt right and not forced. It was fun, creative, creepy, a great time, and it leaves you wanting more. Again, Miko Hughes did fantastic. I'm not entirely sure where this is going or if they had any intention to continue after this, but damn, I hope so. The loss is here, leaving the relationship between Dylan and his mother a mystery. We needed at least one more kill, and I wish there had been a final face-off with Dylan and Freddy. But overall, like I said, it was great. It paid homage to the late and great Wes Craven, and I appreciated the nostalgia of it all. So, is Dylan's new nightmare Scream Queer Podcast approved? Drum roll, please. Yes, 8 out of 10. If you'd like to hear me review more of your favorite horror films or check out fan films like so, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Scream Queer Podcast or via email, screamqueercast at gmail.com. I'd love to do more episodes like so. But with all of that out of the way, I will scare you all on the next episode. (laughs) 